Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 48. Do we talk about it? More so an overview or talk about some of the ways you can do voice chat in games. And this isn't just stuck to video games. I uh, Well, I guess it could be attached to certain video games. Um, but there are tools that you could put together to maybe do a board game uh, similar or take a board game and play the online version or a online turn-based version of it as well. Um, but, you know, by now you might have put on your headphones or your earphones or a microphone and some speakers or maybe even used your cell phone to connect to some form of a voice chat application during a game. And... This, this could be anything, right? You could have made, given somebody a phone call while you're playing a video game. Great. Phone call, easy enough. But phone call, really, I can't extrapolate that out to say, I don't know, 30 or 40 different games that are out there uh, or thousands of games that are out there or millions of game players that are out there. So thinking of this from the perspective of this is a way that you can play with other people and maybe you know the people. Maybe you don't know the people uh, that comes into play. I'm going to talk a little bit about that because there are some there are some issues with voice chat. So I don't want to freak everybody out. But I also have you know a good a good overview on it as well. So again, in life, in gaming, communication is key. Being able to communicate with someone, especially if you're playing, let's say, a PvP like a Call of Duty or a Fortnite or a PUBG, and you're talking to another group of friends that you're playing with, you can coordinate with those folks. Or maybe you're playing a strategy game uh, like EVE Online, Star Trek, World of Warcraft, and you want to have everyone connect, say a large group of people connect to do kind of an attack or a, a takeover or something like that. Or maybe you're playing a uh, like an online golf game or football game and you want to sit there and you want to chat with people and maybe chastise them a little bit. Um, I have done that on occasion when I was actually good at those games. They're getting too hard for me to play now where I'm, I'm not able to use my controller as well as some people. Um, but that's okay. I'm good at that. It's not, not aging out. So I choose not to do that. And I probably could learn how to do it and, It'd be great, but I, I think I went through my sports game phase. Although that's a, probably a good one to talk about is what are my favorite sports games. Anywho, jumping into this a little bit is talking about the real specifics to, you know, how to do voice chat. What do you need? Well, main thing you need is what I just said before. Earphones, microphone and speakers, set of headphones that you can plug into your device. And we're going to talk about the different types of devices because you have consoles, you have PC, you have mobile. Uh, really, those are the three big ones that I'm going to go into. But let's start with our good friends at Wikipedia. Remember, please, please, please donate to Wikipedia. Every time I do a search, I donate to Wikipedia. Um, and what's interesting is Wikipedia did not have a huge page on voice chat and gaming. Uh, so I did take some stuff out of uh, voice over IP, which is what voice chat is created. So you may have heard of VoIP, V-O, little I, big P, or is it V, little O, big IP? 
it's been too long since I've done it. No, it is V little O big IP. That's in my notes. But voice over IP is using TCP IP connections. I'm not going to make you guys think about that, but how you connect to the internet. And it's the, the steps and principles involved in originating a voice over IP telephone call. So this would be just very similar to an analog phone call where we used to turn the little thing or a digital where we punch the buttons or a cell phone call where we use a cell signal. It is using, again, the traditional, uh, what we call digital telephony. And it has a signal, a channel, digitization of your voice, the analog signal, it encodes it, it transmits it, it maybe shrinks it down a little bit to make it faster. Then it unshrinks it, uncodes it, then switches it back to analog. So what we hear. So if you take the old, remember, tin cans and a piece of uh, a string, that kind of concept, that's not VoIP, but it is a, you have to have something that's encoded from an analog for our voices over to digital. What's really interesting about it, though, is on video game consoles, the first time that we had voice over IP or voice chat was on the Sega Net, which uh, was released in the year 2000. So as the Y2K bug was probably freaking people out the year before, Sega Net released this first voice chat compatible browser for Dreamcast. Um, and we also had internet services as Yahoo Chat. I'm pretty sure that we had stuff that we could use in America online, but those games we were playing back then were like, you know, we're playing hearts and spades and stuff and rummy online. Um, but a lot of that was the beginning of it. So Sega, as Sega has always done, it was kind of head. Um, what is also interesting is there were some long distance programs such as, you know, they were called Dream that would integrate into your browser. So you could be on your browser and talking back and forth. And we'll talk that a, a little bit as well. And then there were other games like Front Online. Um, in 2001, Sony released a network adapter for their PlayStation 2 console that allowed you to do voice chat. 2002, there was Microsoft launched the Xbox Live service, which think about that. Xbox Live is about to be 20 years old. I know people who don't even have 20-year-old kids. I mean, I have a 20-year-old kid, but that's a 20-year-old a product for Xbox. I mean, Xbox has been around a while, but Xbox Live has been around for such a long time, and it supported you know, voice chatting, and then it had the ability to, at, at the time, uh, Microsoft required all of its Xbox uh, Box Live console game developers to integrate voice chat in which is kind of cool. And they had, you know, a bundle of microphone and a headset with this little retail and it would like plug into your controller. I had it. I think I still have it too, somewhere here. Um, in 2005, Nintendo launched the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection on online multiplayer service for both Nintendo DS and the Wii. Uh, Metroid Prime Hunters was their first game in 2006 that allowed voice chat, the Nintendo DS. And they've also released the Nintendo DS headset. So there's a lot of history that goes along with voice chat. Now, like everything, and I'm not going to go down a, uh, a social media rant here where people can just say whatever they want, but it seems like people can say whatever they want. There are issues with voice chat, and it's it's very useful. In fact, it's it's 
you know, that kind of that old adage for everything so good. It always has a layer of bad that's attached to it. Or it's like, oh, it's it's 100 feet of good. Well, that means it's 100 feet of bad as well. And it kind of is because you have uh, people who play games. And I will tell you, I have been called grandpa, old man, different names. I'm neither of any of those. But I've been called that by people in games. And it's a form of cyberbullying, bullying and harassment. And, you know, you have people that like to harass. And, you know, I don't want to pick on 20-year-olds or basically anyone over 14 to 22. Right there it seems to be where my sweet spot is for when I have issues with people online. And, you know, internet tough guys and tough gals and things like that. Um, I will say this. Do not let this kind of conversation uh, affect if you're going to use voice chat especially if you're going to use voice chat with say friends and family um, because you can go still visit those friends and family and have a conversation and do the favorite let's say you're playing a game with say a niece or a nephew and they decide to get a little snotty and like hey you know I can call your mom let's give her a call right now call your dad give him a call right now um, he'll unplug your Xbox for you. You can be that way or say if you want to, but you know, it's really one of those areas I would say to be, be careful if you're getting on, you know, like, let's say I played a call of duty on there. People are just, you know, it's, it's people who just don't understand the difference between being nice, being kind, being fun. Um, it's not so bad. Don't take it as a bad, but there is that just in case you get on there and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is the worst thing ever. Just decide to join. And, and like I said, add friends, people, you know, maybe people you play games with. Um, I do have a couple examples when we get down into the different items. Quick drink here. Mm, iced coffee. New my new favorite thing. I know I'm behind the times and everything, but, you know, whatever. Not behind the times on voice chat, though. But, you know, looking at this, most of these voice chats can be built into the games that you're playing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And some of the examples we're going to talk about are Xbox Live. We talked about that. PlayStation. Uh, we're going to talk about Discord, TeamSpeak, and Steam Chat. So let's just dive right in. And I wanted to go through the console ones first because the console ones kind of cheat. Because Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo... They have services where you buy, say, an Xbox Live or in the PlayStation Network or in Nintendo Switch. You may have a uh, the option in Nintendo Switch to be on the Switch Online Network. So they build a network to connect. So they don't have to worry about it. They've, they've already got the game. They have the console. They have the Internet connection. And then they connect and say, oh, we're going to add voice chat onto it, too. Really easy. You know, and, and I've talked about when people are developing games and other podcasts, I am sure after they've developed the great content, they've developed the great gameplay, they've developed a great way to run it and it doesn't inter interfere and they've debugged it and they've tested it, that they were like, oh, let's add voice chat too. Um, they, they have not, I will tell you. But whereas, like I said before, Microsoft told all its developers, Develop voice chat into this. Um, but let's jump into Xbox Live first. So again, Xbox Live, you can communicate really only on your Xbox Live apps, which either are on your console, 
but you can also have them on your PC because Microsoft has games for the PC as well as just a mobile app. Now, I wanted to bring out kind of something either good or bad that I found in each one of these. I found that the Microsoft's Xbox, Xbox Live family settings were really good, or at least their web page is really good. And it had a lot of detailed information, including setting up screen time and content restrictions for your kids. So if your kids are like 10 years old and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to let them jump on Xbox Live. And they're like, oh, I'm going to play Fortnite and talk to my friends. You can shut that off by the game rating. You can manage spending in our last podcast and have purchases. You can manage spending on the Xbox Live. You can view who is adding your kids or children as a friend, which is great. And then you can go back and manage those friends and those connections. So let's say, um, and this is going back to the cyberbullying a little bit. Let's say that your kids are playing on Xbox Live and they play with somebody at school and they have a falling out. And that person starts being really mean on Xbox Live. Well, yeah, you're going to have a conversation probably with either that kid's parent or, and definitely if your kids. But you can also say, well, you know, maybe we'll just pause and no longer be able to see little boy or girl who's picking up my kid. So really good stuff on the family settings. So Xbox Live, really good. PlayStation, voice chatting games. It has a mobile app that allows you to voice chat with games. And then the worst part of this is that they don't have a good website explaining it about the PlayStation Plus or et cetera, the network really going into the voice chat or talking about it. So whereas in Microsoft, I found tons and tons of information on it. I know PlayStation has this. I know PlayStation probably has the family settings, but they weren't just front and center. And when I typed in Xbox Live voice chat, they showed up front and center. So PlayStation, anyone who works at PlayStation, Add a little bit of extra content. Show it that maybe, you know, there are those items. Okay. I didn't go into the Nintendo Switch one because I really haven't played with it. And we have a Nintendo Switch. And I haven't found games that I would want to, like, jump in and do voice chat. Because a lot of the games we've been playing outside of, say, Mario Kart, which we could do online. Um, I did find, and I will say this with Mario Kart, that when I played it online in a corporate function that we all decided to go use Microsoft teams um, to play the game. And I, or I think it was zoom. It was either zoom or teams or something, but um, you know, it was really, we didn't use a lot of the Nintendo side of it. Okay. Anywho. So let's talk about the non console based. And so I'm going to give kind of a, a talk about it, give you a name. If you've never heard of this, no worries. So hopefully you'll know more about them. If you have heard of them, you're probably going to go, oh yeah, I knew that. Or you're going to say, I didn't know that. And I found something new, um, which I thought was kind of cool as I was going through this. But the first one and probably the most popular voice chat tool today to play games with other folks or to do other things. And I say play games when you're say talking with folks, but I've also watched people use this to set up going to play Pokemon Go or another game where people show up at a location and play a game, etc. is Discord. So Discord, and I think it's just Discord. Actually, Discord, GG. Oh, don't even get me started on this. Just do a Bing or Google search. But what's really cool about Discord is you can find your friends. 
I like Discord because I can do video and screen share. So like if I'm doing something and I can even do this on my tablet that I can screen share and show someone, hey, watch this. And it's very interesting. So very, very cool that you can do the screen share. You can do video calls. Now you're starting to think, hey, Discord, Discord sounds like something I could use for work. Yeah, I bet you you could. In fact, probably could use it for work in a lot of things because, again, like I said, you have that video and screen share. You also have server folders. So let's say you wanted to share some documents or you're wanting to share a screenshot. Or maybe you have a strategy for a game that you're going to play and you want to put that out there and share it with everybody around. You could go in and do that in Discord. You have a channel of server folders. And you can say, hey, I have different folders for different things. Like this is for funny pictures of dogs and hats. And this is for food. And this is for pictures of everybody's families or their Christmas trees, etc. All right, one of my favorite features in Discord, and it's because I have been ridiculed by people with English majors or people who are writers for years, and they forced me to learn how to write better, is spell check. Oh, thank you, Discord, for having spell check, because it saves me from sending the wrong stuff. And of course, we all know the autocorrect failure, but spell check. It's great. It makes it easier when you're typing something because sometimes I'll type something to somebody and say, hey, let's get together at this time and send them a note. And then I'll go back and check it later. Okay. The other cool thing is Spotify. So let's say I'm using Discord and I'm working on something or maybe I want to do a screen share or I'm doing some video share. I also go to Spotify and attach a playlist to the background of it. I know that's not super cool and there's there's other services that maybe if you want to share your screen and add music out there like Twitch, um, there's several others like that. But Discord is, we're still talking about voice chat in here as well, but it is the ability to add that in. The other side is game invites. So let's say we're playing a game and we have a Discord connection and I can send you an invite from Discord to say, hey, jump in our game. The ability to stream externally. So this is like, oh, I want to show people I'm playing this game. And so I'm going to stream this out and maybe I want to stream it and people can look at it live. Maybe I stream it and save it. Yay. Uh, game overlay. So this is when you're playing a game Discord will actually be around, so you'll be able to see it. What's really cool about Discord as well, and, there, and this is not just Discord, there's other sides, but it's on the PC, it's on your mobile phone, and it's also in browser. So you can use it on either one of those. So if you have a mobile tablet, you can use the browser, you can use the app. It's great. All right. Excuse me, another little drink. Pros, things I liked about it. It's free to use. Now, not free to set up, but free to use. So let's say you have 10 people and you guys all want to play Yahtzee. <clears throat> Everybody's going to share their screen so that everybody keeps each other honest. And they put their screen down. Maybe you're, you do face chip video chat while you're doing your, your before you do your roles. And it's built-in DDoS protection. So if you're not familiar with a DDoS, and if you are familiar with DDoS, you just figured out, you know, what it is. But this is a denial of service. This is where somebody sends a lot of information and pings or basically tries to shut you down. Okay. The other cool thing is, and I love this because every so often you have someone who speaks really loud 
is you can change the volume for individual players you're listening to. It also has the ability to do search bots. So let's say you have a lot of stuff in those server folders, you can search it. Okay. You can't host these servers or Discord. These are kind of the cons. Really not even bad things. You can't self-host this. If you're like a gamer like me, you don't want to have a server farm in your basement. Maybe you do. Or in your living room or your kitchen or your bedroom. Um, so you don't really worry about it. And then, it, you know, it's saying that the default codecs or how it codes and decodes information may not be the best. Anywho, I love Discord. I've got it on my phone. I've got it on my tablet. I've got it on my browser. I like it. I um, I like using it to talk to people because I can also, I have a gamer name out there and not my real name, not my email. I can be very semi-anonymous. Everybody knows me about my gamer tags. Um, so it's really good. The next one I want to talk about, and this is an oldie with a new wrapper on it, is TeamSpeak. TeamSpeak was the very first voice chat, PC voice chat, I should say, game connection that I used. What's great about, P again, PC, iOS, Android. So you can use it on your phone. You can use it on your PC. Uh, it's It's got military-grade encryption, and that comes from their site. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's good. No one will be able to know that I'm getting ready to go uh, move and maybe World of warships my ship over to another quadrant. Uh, but it also, you know, maybe you don't want to hear people hearing you. Um, it has a lot of advanced permission controls, so you can shut people off. You can make sure, say, if someone's being rude or being mean, you can go that direction. You can own and host your own server. So for people who don't have that server from in the bedroom or the basement or somewhere else, you can, you can have it there. Uh, it has the anonymous piece to it, like Discord, it has in-game overlays. It allows you to have a, this is what's a trick, 3D immersive user positioning. I'm assuming that goes with the camera. I looked it up and I was like, ah, okay, I don't feel like it. Um, the other cool thing is they don't do spam and they don't provide your data to other people. I can make Pretty good on a bet that maybe Discord is selling some of the stuff that's out there. Who knows? And maybe if they aren't in Discord, if they aren't, you aren't, I'm sorry, but I'm making the assumption that it's not free because I get, because you're not, you know, sharing stuff out there. Okay. Again, like Discord, and I think TeamSpeak, when I first had this, did not have the, the changing of the volume for players, but like Discord, it also has it. TeamSpeak, out there. It also has the ability to hook up on a gamepad or joystick, joystick, sorry, a hotkey support, which allows you to do what they call push to talk. All these pretty much have push to talk. Consoles are different because consoles may or may not have it. But with the push to talk, you push a button and talk. When you're not talking, you're not pushing the button. No one hears the background of you yelling at the dog, the dog yelling at you, spilling coffee, coughing in the background, something I'm trying not to do for some reason. I just got a sore throat this afternoon, probably all the smoke that's been in the air. Um, that's why my voice sounds this way too. I was like, oh, I have a deeper, cooler voice today. Uh, anywho, the other neat thing is you have an unlimited amount of file transfer, which I'll tell you in Discord. You can only send a certain size files, which is tough on pictures and things like that. Okay, so the pros on TeamSpeak, it's been around forever, so they've learned a lot of stuff. 
Um, <clears throat> the permission controls on it are fantastic. The ability to have a local area network at home or an offline function. And again, like I, they said, the military grade encryption. Great if you are trying to hide your conversations. Now, if you're trying to hide your conversations, I'm a little concerned, especially if it's in games. All right, the UI, the, the user interface, almost looks exactly the same as the original TeamSpeak. Maybe work on it. And then it doesn't have video communication. So I couldn't do like a video chat out there. And last but not least, I have to pay to use this and set up a server and even download. So again, TeamSpeak, it's got all sorts of bells and whistles, costs more, but if you need all the bells and whistles, great. And maybe you're on a uh, you know video game team and you don't want anybody to get your, your information. Well, TeamSpeak's a good place to go. All right, last one, it's another free one, is Steam Chat. So this is built into the Steam app where you can download games. And we've talked about Steam in other podcasts. But Steam Chat, I'm pretty, I like Steam Chat a lot. And I like it, and I'll get into the games I like it for just a second. But it's very easy, friends list, boom, add people. You can group, you can have parties for stuff, you can add videos, pictures. It's very chatty. So it's almost like um, uh, Teams or a Skype for Business or something like that with, you know, voice chat along with it. It is also quality and very secure because it's built into the Steam product. It's kind of like the console versions, but Steam is very PC. It also is mobile. Um, the other thing I like about this is it's built into the browser. So it can be in the browser. You do not have just to have Steam open. You can have Steam Chat works independently right across it. The only thing I don't really am not super happy about is it's built right. It's in the Steam. So it's you can it's really only Steam. Um, I'm going to go in reverse, though, and go through a couple of games. So Steam Chat, I thought of a great option for my wife and her dad, who love to play Yahtzee, and there's like a Y-A-T-Z-Y -Y game out there, that they could both use Steam Chat to talk while they're playing Yahtzee because they're very, I mean, you're, you can't cheat on board games. And why would you cheat with your dad anyways? I wouldn't. Well, I might have to because, you know, knowing my dad, he's pretty sneaky. I got to make sure he's not trying to get me one because he's really, really good at playing games. But anywho, but this is Steam Chat is a great place where my wife and her dad for $4.99 could have a video Yahtzee that they could sit here and they can play because Every time they're around each other, they play Yahtzee like it's going out of style. They love it. It just cracks me up because they'll play Yahtzee like three and four different games. I'm like, I get lost in how they love to play it. But it's online and it's a great option. We're dealing with the COVID thing. $4.99 a person, 10 bucks, Steam Chat, done. Hours of fun. Probably in like a, a half a day, it'd pay for itself. Um, I'm going to go back to Steam or sorry, TeamSpeak again. If you're looking for something that you want to have your own server, say if you want to have your own server at your own house, maybe you're a hardcore trying to be in a team gamer, or maybe you are concerned with the you know security standards on it, and you don't want to get some goofball who's going to say something misogynistic or mean or bigoted or something like that, or just be a jerk, 
TeamSpeak's going to be out there for you. Again, the the video communication, eh, but really it's it's very easy to use and it has all the bells and whistles. So this would be, again, like if I'm going to be a Call of Duty player, League of Legends, maybe I want to have my own TeamSpeak server. All right. Discord. Discord is like, oh, I'm trying to think. I guess everybody can eat Rice Krispies, right? And nobody's allergic to Rice Krispies. There's no gluten. Rice Krispies. Discord is a Rice Krispies. Everybody loves Rice Krispie treats. Everybody loves Rice Krispies, right? But Discord is like that. It is the easy to use. You log in, you join people. You may have a bunch of goofballs in there. But it is very, very, very easy to use. <clears throat> it could be something that my wife could use for the Yahtzee thing either. But with Steam, it's already built in. And it's easy for her and her dad to connect. Or maybe someone who's a little older to connect. Discord's great because, let's say, you want to play a game. And you want to meet more people that play those games. Perfect example. I play games with people. And I belong to multiple Discord servers. Really, Xbox and PlayStation are easy. Those are super easy to talk about because they're built into those games that you may play. Um, super awesome stuff. One thing I will tell you is, it, as long as COVID's here, voice chat is great. When COVID is gone, maybe it'll be fun to invite a friend over, get a pizza, play some speedball. If you haven't ever played speedball, it's a great game. And hang out, watch the X-Files, and then go out to techno clubs. And that is a tribute to my friend Harry. I love you, my man. And he lost his mother recently. But he was one of the first people that we would play games and talk on the phone when we play games. We are built for voice chat. So there we go. There's another one in the books. And we will probably try to get another one out tomorrow. Thanks.